Welcome to episode 35 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and with me once again is my co-host, Matthew Aguilar. What up, what up? And today we've brought back the prodigal son. He's returned home once again from outdoing secret things that we can't tell you about yet. But here he is today. Mr. Brandon Davis is back on the couch. Hello. So today. <laughs> what an intro. We got a lot to do because uh, summer's officially here and uh, it's time to start talking about uh, things as we get on the road up to Comic-Con and all our summer blockbuster movies. And uh, today we're pretty much going to be uh, delving into the rumor mill because we haven't really dipped into the rumor mill here in a little bit to talk about you know, what's being said about some big upcoming Marvel movies and uh, what we want to see versus don't want to see. But uh, yeah, there's going to be a fair amount of opinion in this episode because once we talk about some of these rumors, we're also going to give you guys a breakdown of our rants and raves, which is where we pick the things that we've been watching and or reading and either rant or rave about it in the hopes of turning you guys on to some new stuff. So here we go. We're going to get started, jump right in. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the news show coming from DC Universe this week, which is Swamp Thing. Um, Doom Patrol has wrapped up. And now we're getting to the next DC Universe series, which is Swamp Thing. And we've gotten like a big official trailer for it. We've gotten first reviews for it. And so far, things are looking and sounding pretty good about Swamp Thing. Uh, This is going to be a very kind of horror-themed DC live-action TV show about the Swamp Thing character. And so far, like I said, trailers have looked pretty solid. And I think the surprising thing has been that the reviews for the show have been uh, pretty strong. So it's at 92% at Rotten Tomatoes at the time of uh, talking about this on the podcast. It's impressive. Yeah, it's pretty impressive, right? I and mean, especially for DC. I mean, anytime you see something like that, I mean, you got to sit up and take Well, I mean, Doom Patrol was well-reviewed too, right? Yeah, Doom Patrol was well-reviewed. I mean, and this is my larger point that I was going to get to. It's like, I feel like... <laughs> How much I was going to ask first. I was going to do this in steps. So, are you guys anticipating Swamp Thing at all? Are you guys planning to watch this at all? It looks like Shrek and The Walking Dead had a baby. <laughs> and there you go. We're going right to hot takes, you right off the bat. You know what it looks like? It reminds me of. Did anyone play Alan Wake? It has a very Alan Wake vibe. My God. What, what are these co hosts? It's a video today? game. I yeah. know what it is. It I has know a very Alan Wake vibe. That's oh, all. Like, it's not a bad thing. I no, like so Alan far Wake. We got, no, I think it looks good. I, so if you've been hoping for the Shrek Walking Dead <laughs> baby that reminds you a little bit of Alan Wake, <laughs> I guess what? you're in I've been luck? waiting for it for so long. No, oh. it looks good. It looks good. The reviews are good. Will I watch it? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, yeah, have you for, been in on... I don't think you've been in on any of these DC I watched universes. Titans. Yeah, Titans. How much um, of it? Um... You didn't Enough. like Titans. <laughs> well, I liked it. Did I you liked, like it? I thought Titans was good. I just, I don't oh, really, Titans. it's just an overload. I don't, you know. Too much content. There's not DC enough. movies. I don't need DC TV shows. I don't watch the Marvel TV shows. And there you go. <laughs> I, wow, that's a lie. I watched the Netflix From shows. our ambassador of four-star DC movies, no DC TV shows. Look, Titans was good. I just, I never watched Doom Patrol. I, I saw one of these really weird scenes from it on Twitter. Uh, like when that guy was flexing and all the... You oh, know Flex Mentalo when they all had orgasms? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was like, wait, what? I, yeah, don't... I mean, that's just a typical day in Doom Patrol. Part, I mean, but it was, yeah. And then <laughs> part of me was like, wait, I should be watching street, this. And then the rest like, yeah. of me was like, well, maybe I dodged a bullet. But then everybody's like, oh, it's really good. Uh, Swamp Thing, maybe I'll watch it. I don't, I mean... Cool. I will and this watch is a it. good sampling because this is why I'm asking you. I'm not setting you up. I mean, I'm always setting you up. It's always a trap, but like... <laughs> 
<laughs> why I'm asking is because, yeah, these shows have been well-received. I mean, by the fan base and typically critically reviewed. I mean, Doom Patrol was probably the most critically acclaimed. Titans managed to overcome a lot of stigma and gain yeah. a lot of fan acclaim. Um, and it's just like DC Universe has actually been killing it on the live action series front. Yeah, well, they're on DC Universe. Exactly. So. And that's kind of and that's kind of the catch 22 of this whole thing. I'll it's watch like, them right before Comic-Con when I'm going to do interviews. <laughs> Dang. Well, there you go. There's a There you go, kids. There's a jaded, there's a non-jaded and uh very, very non-cynical. Oh, you can't watch everything. You non-cynical look me, at the industry you, we work you in. You watch everything that you do. That you I mean, I'm a bad example because I do literally. I mean, you see me sitting yeah, here watching really everything. Does. Oh, well, like, I focus yeah. on he my work He watches new stuff and old stuff. I don't like have, that's the difference, ago. though. Yeah. That is the difference. Most of <laughs> the people who work here have a, a, one of their computer screens is dedicated to watching something all day. And I don't do, I, I don't, I mean, not. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, it means that's all, fine. Yeah. I'm not criticizing you for it. I'm just pointing it out. I don't. I don't watch things here. I just kind of. I mean, I have to. I just don't physically have enough time to absorb all the things I need to absorb to like write about. I'm okay. I would be better for it. I would be better if I watched more things. I know that. I'm I'm like a Swiss Army man too. Like you watch other stuff instead of the Joker trailer over and over and over again. I watch. Well, I've memorized it now. Now it's in my head. And then the itch trailer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like two weeks. It was the Joker trailer, and then it was the it trailer behind. No, but I mean, I'm a Swiss Army man. I got to watch everything. I got to be able. But you're telling me you've never had a, a show. Or a movie where you're like, oh, I guess I'll watch it, but then you. I mean, I think live up, action Disney film for losers, but that's it. Then interviews come up, and you're like, all right, I'm going to binge this really quickly so I know what I'm talking about in these interviews. Wow. You've never done that? Me? You've never done that? Um, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't. I'd say that I generally have a breadth of knowledge that includes. Oh, sure. I mean, I have a breadth of knowledge about. I need no study. I'm like, I'm like oh, our president. I just up. come, I come ready. Oh, I've been preparing shut up. for this. All my you life. You have all the words. <laughs> I have all the best words. You have and if you have any caveats with that, I'm out. you can kiss you my You watch butt. all anyway. the footage last minute. Yeah, oh. all footage last oh, minute thing. footage. Oh, all right. But uh, so so that's my point. It's like, yeah, DC Universe has been kind of like doing a good job, but is it going to be enough? I mean, we've already heard production, possible production problems with Swamp Thing. And Even I, I if really, the show's great, are people going to... How many people to have to subscribe to DC Universe for it to be considered a success? I and mean, how, how many we, we were, are I mean, this is what we're that. talking about. I mean, we're all saying the same thing, which is that, yeah, these shows are great, but it doesn't seem like the platform itself is, is strong enough. I don't want them. another streaming service. I, mean, neither I do can't I. I mean, keep up with my bills. I wish there would just services. be some kind of second run they could get so they could get. I mean, I imagine, of, though, it'll fold into Warner Brothers streaming service. But that's still that not launches. a good, that's still no. just not enough. No, like, you got, look, you're telling me why is that Netflix, not you are, you, yeah, everyone has a Warner Netflix Brothers, I don't predict Warner Brothers will be popular enough to kind of, ju- like, to really sustain these. I wish that after, like, six months of them being on DC Universe, they would just dump them on Netflix to get people at least more aware. Yeah, but then people won't. Like I, th- I think in theory that works. I don't but know at least they're watching them. I think, I mean, I think there's a, there's... It's arguable if you were to give enough of a sample group like Titans and Doom Patrol so that they could watch both and say, I like both of these shows coming from this one service. And if they're like superhero fans, I mean, look at the success of Umbrella Academy to to do it. So, like, yeah. Umbrella Academy was really good and it was on Netflix, so it got popular. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we're just kind of. Titans was really good. Nobody knows it exists. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. We all do. We yeah, all, obviously, and everybody who's listening. Listen, to Captain this. Obvious. We're saying the same thing. Yes, like yeah, yeah. It, they need to get on a bigger platform, and that's what I'm saying. I like, disagree with both of you, and I, I want to say the same thing that you guys said. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. How well, you, I, hold on. I want to hear. How, how, you think the plot, the Warner Brothers streaming service platform, is big enough for these shows to keep getting made? 
Me? No, I was being facetious. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was well, shutting this one down, thing. moving around. Well, Swamp Thing is coming out this I'm Friday. I'm so used to getting And if you fighting. haven't signed on to DC Universe, but you've been on the fence, all three of you, like, yeah, oh. there's some shows worth checking out. So uh, be aware, Swamp Thing's coming. Because if you like superheroes and horror, Star like Girl's I do, coming. I'm and Star Girl's Star coming Girl. after that. So it's going to be good. The show looks right. good. It's probably really good. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. Let's get into some rumors. Okay. We're going to talk some Marvel rumors because there's been a kind of a bunch of them floating around. I mean, there's a ton of them after Avengers Endgame, but uh, let's talk about some of the ones we've been coming up on first. Let's talk Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, you know, there's fan art always circulating out there all the time, and Guardians 3 is now back on track. James Gunn is back. We're coming up to this in 2021. The movie will be out. And uh, there's some dangling threads in that franchise. One of the biggest ones, of course, has been Adam Warlock, the creation of Adam Warlock, which happens at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. But we've all been kind of waiting to see how Warlock's going to make his MCU debut. And people have begin, begun throwing out fan art left and right, saying who should be. Um, recently, we got Zac Efron, a picture of Zac Efron as Adam Warlock. Who's uh, been attached to almost every character, I know. People I feel will keep, like, at some keep point. loving it to toss him out. <laughs> um, Alexander Skarsgård as Adam Warlock, some mm -hmm. fan art. And uh, Nicolaj Coster-Waldau from Game of Thrones. Jamie, Jamie Lannister Jamie on Lannister. Game of Thrones, yeah, as the other one. Um, so I was kind of thinking about this because the Adam Warlock thing is something I've been thinking about a lot. It's something that, you know, is a big question still hanging over the MCU. There's been all these teases of it going up until now. But um, of that bunch, I actually kind of like Jamie Lannister the best as uh, I think he would be a good Adam Warlock. So I was kind of interested to hear what you guys thought. And of course, you guys listening, what you guys thought. I agree that Nikolai Castorwaldo would be a good Adam Warlock, however, I don't want it to happen because I think he would be a better Richard Ryder. Ooh. Oh, okay. I would like to see Nikolai Castorwaldo as Rich Ryder. I think he'd be... He might... Yeah, sure, tell me he's too old. Shut up. He's He'd be good. I think he'd be good as Richard Ryder, and then we get we just transition into Sam Alexander inevitably, but I think he should be Nova. Hmm. But I think if, if not, I think he'd be a good Adam Warlock, far better than Zac Efron. Although, I don't mean that as a jab at Zac Efron. I think he's a talented actor. I think, he, I mean, you saw him as Ted Bundy if you yeah. watched. I just don't think Netflix that's the right movie. part for him. No, like, he's, yeah. he's too funny. He's, yeah. And he can be dramatic. But, I, I mean, I don't know that he would match a tone in a James Gunn movie like that. You know what I mean? I kind of like Skarsgård. I think like he's I'm fine with it. Bringing, yeah, Skarsgård looks the part, definitely. Yeah. I just thought Especially when Waldau has the more of the personality that I would kind of associate with Adam Warlock, but Skarsgård definitely looks the part. And this also depends. I'm, I guess the biggest thing, whoever they cast, because I kind of trust them at this point with casting. They've, they've pretty much knocked most of these castings out of the park. What's the worst? There isn't any bad Marvel casting, really. It's not so few, if you can even think of one. I can't really think of one off the top of my head that stands out. I'm sure there's one somewhere, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, but like, you know, I I'm interested though to see what direction they go with Warlock because Warlock, if not handled correctly, is about as boring as paste. Like he's just a blank slate. Uh, so I mean, that's why I'm actually very happy that Gunn is the one that was kind of handling that character and that side. Uh, I do also kind of think uh, there's a little bit of miss the boat because. We dealt with one of Warlock's biggest storylines. The Infinity Stones. Already. Yeah. And so introducing mm -hmm. him kind of after what would typically have been like someone's opening salvo is kind of like, huh. So I, I'm But it I'm would interested. be interesting if he just shows up and like he has the soul stone on his head. 
Yeah, you know, and then you can deal in the mystery of that and, yeah, and exactly. go explore it. So Maybe I'm he'll... more excited to see what he does with them. But I think any of those, aside from Efron, I mean, it'd be interesting I also like to it. tie that story to like the search for Gamora or like yeah. what happened to her and all that stuff. Anyway, but uh, so that was one. Adam Warlock. That's our first Marvel rumor. So kind of. It's kind of you think, when do you think that would you be okay if they kind of flipped it and, and made somebody like Zach uh, Efron, Sam Alexander? Oh, I think Hell no. he could totally play Sam. Hell no. They old first like, of all, age no, him no, up no. a little bit? First, no, 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 no. First of all, Sam Alexander is not a white character, so you can't do that to begin with. That's what I said. Would you be okay? That's why I was asking. Oh, kind of that's, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's right. Just stop it right there. Didn't even think about it from See? the angle. Yeah, See? stop it right there. That's good. White point. guys, just into the new reality. Good man. I think I I, I've tried, I've, I may have said that on this podcast before. I think you should do a story where Richard Ryder is Sam Alexander's dad, and you could have his dad. <laughs> no, be no, white I agree dude, with you. I'm just and that's with you, fine. But, uh, that's a, that's but I think I think you should the Nova movie should be a search, Sam Alexander. Thirty five episodes searching for his dad. I mean, thirty five episodes of podcast is a lot. If we you know if we get canceled for that, get canceled joke, today. I mean, great. Yeah. we made our um, mark. Um, <laughs> I tried to keep it on the rails. He I did, know. and I yeah appreciate taking it. us right over. So about that Spider-Man three, we got Spider-Man Far From Home coming out now. Just for a quick uh, Spider-Man two, quick thing. If the bosses are listening, topic change. So Spider-Man three, <laughs> Spider-Man Far From Home is coming out. This and, is what happens uh, when producer Jim Scarlet is not in the room. <laughs> Gone. After that, we have Spider-Man. There's going to be a third in the Spider-Man Marvel Sony trilogy. And we've been hearing some rumors about things that could happen. The first one we heard was that uh, Deadpool could be joining Spider-Man 3. Now we're hearing that Venom could be joining Spider-Man 3. I don't put a lot of faith in either one of those right now. I think it's all just gobbledygook speculation. But I thought it would be interesting to hear which one of those characters would you rather have in Spider-Man 3. And, uh, I mean, Brandon Davis, it got slightly heated. We were talking about this before the show. It got a little heated in here. I mean, if the options are Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool or Tom Hardy's Venom, like, how is that? How is there any question that you'd want Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, oh, like, obviously, over Tom Hardy's Venom? Tom Hardy's Venom was not a good movie. But if, Tom Hardy as Venom was really good. Sure, Tom Hardy as Venom was really good. So, okay, so let me, let me pose the same question to you that I posed <laughs> to the rest of the office earlier today. If Tom Hardy... Is Eddie Brock in Spider-Man Home the Third? <laughs> Home is, the Third. Is Venom then a part of my MCU stack of Blu-rays? No, right? No. How? 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 Because it's not a part of the, like they've come out and said, it's not a part of the MCU. Yes, right? so then if Tom Hardy is Venom in Spider-Man 3, then yeah. it is part of the MCU. I mean, it depends on what Spider-Man 3 is about. If Spider-Man 3 is just a full embracing of this Sony Spider-Man, if Sony's universe of Marvel characters, then Yeah, I kind of more information. Like, yeah. If Tom Hardy is Venom and it's a continuation of that story, then yeah. yes, that movie is canon to the MCU. No. If Venom how? is... How? How is, how is that? Venom is in Because you could play Far fast and loose home. with all this. I yeah. feel like if Venom would be in Far From Home... That's different. I could see, yes. I would yeah. assume that well, Spider-Man at that 3 point it would be I mean, in the MCU. Right now, Spider-Man wants... Spider how does Homecoming make because any I think you're just. I think it's your premise. You're you're, you're assuming that Spider-Man Three would be the same as Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home, and that it has these heavy MCU connections that are that are undeniable. Tony Stark's in Homecoming, Iron Man and the loss of Iron Man is the basis for okay. Far From Home, but Spider-Man Three doesn't necessarily have to do that. It's an MCU movie. Yeah, it's a kind continuation of. of a story within the MCU. We're kind assuming. of. We're assuming. We're assuming. 
Yeah. Well, sure. If you recast Tom Holland and you have a different Spider-Man, no, you can still use. No, they're still going to use Tom. Yeah. I mean, at some point, what, I, I do. don't understand how you guys are going. So, uh, where you're going with this? I'm the, saying Marvel has played fast and loose with this all the time. So there's not nec- like an Incredible Hulk is part of the MCU. Nothing about Incredible Thaddeus Hulk. Thaddeus Ross. If, okay, so that one character, he, but the the events of that film are part of the MCU. Kind of. One hundred percent. Kind of. One hundred percent. The events of that film—they're never okay. referenced again. They have no. I destroyed impact. Harlem, but didn't. I, last time I was in New York, I destroyed half. But of that's Harlem. a line. It's like, a line. It's the abomination. He's done Ross. nothing. The leader has done nothing. <laughs> Betty matter. Ross has done nothing. Those okay. are all, all right. things so that were listen. Just none of my point is not that you have to go back and watch it, and, and it's not an incredibly integral part of the MCU, but it is one hundred percent. In the history of the MCU. And they've acknowledged it, right, Marvel? They have acknowledged it. Exactly. The canon has acknowledged have it. Have they acknowledged Venom? No. Okay. So, but, but Tom Hardy's Venom is not in the MCU. My so if point he is, is, like, why are we pretending that Marvel can't pick and choose, like, what becomes the full canon okay, of I'm, the no, MCU no, versus what that, doesn't? No, no, look. You can put... If you put Tom Hardy's Venom in Spider-Man 3, I'm not saying they're going to sit here and say... Well, when I was in San Francisco, I did this, this, and that, and then I bit a dude's head off at a convenience store, and I told him his head was going to roll down the street like a turd. No, you don't need to reference it like that. But if you have the same actor playing the same character who's been in a movie before, join the MCU, debut in the MCU, then his story is a part of the MCU. How is that not true? Okay, sure, fine. Semantics, yes. It's, uh, that's si- very simple. I. I think it's not. I, I don't understand what your point in all this is. I'm just telling you yes because it seems like you really want a yes. I don't. I. I. You're, I don't. So, I can't. So, understand what, so your what's argument. the problem? If if it is, Venom's not a good movie. My question then is, do I have to put Venom in my stack of MCU movies? Like if I'm watching the MCU in chronological order, where I watch The Incredible Hulk before I watch I mean, if Endgame. If you're a neurotic freak, sure. Yeah. Like if you're a neurotic Hulk. freak who can't. The Incredible Hulk is a, look when the Russo brothers did their countdown to Endgame. The what Incredible is your Hulk was point on their to countdown. all of this? Is Venom then a part of that? <laughs> Is the We've, Venom movie then a part of Okay, that? and I've said yes. What, okay. So then what? I, you went back to it. I'm done. So then what's I'm, the point of that? So what's the point of it's all It's a this? crap movie, and I don't want to see it in the MCU. Okay, there we go. So it's just your opinion. So, but, I, but I would like to see Tom. I think Tom Hardy as Venom is fun. I could see him do more. If they find an interesting way to put it in the MCU, fine. I'll forgive the bad movie. It's not the worst movie ever. So your whole thing is basically, if I'm just tracking this right, I don't want Venom in Spider-Man 3 because I don't want Venom in my MCU. I was just curious. I don't. If you make Venom more interesting and better, you make you give him better stories. Fine, I can forgive it. Then you can make Venom a part of the MCU. Not no franchises has the MCU already has bad movies within it. I mean, yeah. So, so back to the original question though, which was who would you rather see? Yeah, I would like to see Venom. I would I rather think it would see be, Venom. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think it would be but only because I think Tom Hardy. I think Tom Holland would be great playing off Tom Hardy talking to himself. I like that, but also I'm just more honestly, to be honest, mine comes from. <laughs> Not even quality, because if we're talking quality, we're gonna Deadpool is a better movie. Yeah. But I'm don't want to see that mashup of characters on screen. I'm more interested in seeing Venom because Venom is already a part of the Spider-Man mythos. I'm already I'm invested in that. That's fair. I'm not invested in seeing two dudes wisecrack each other because I've seen that in the comics and it's fun. But that's I don't want to see. That I've seen Venom in a Spider-Man three before and it didn't go well. Sure, I would love to see these. Two yeah, interpretations exactly. of those characters. A fully formed Venom. It would be better. There's no denying. More than Deadpool. Look, Tom Hardy's Venom was the best part of Venom. And that's obviously a huge part of it. The narrative of that film, 
1991, it would have been good. I have no idea what your point is. You're like a walking Twitter. So player. I want to see. So I want. I'd rather see Ryan Reynolds. I'd rather okay. see Ryan Reynolds. All right. Final question. <laughs> Walking Dead star possibly coming we to the MCU. We haven't even to the news segment. Oh uh, I mean, this is, this is the news segment. Like, Walking Dead star possibly coming to the MCU. David Morrissey, who played the governor. The governor. Never heard of her. Who would you like to see Just him play? Just kidding, big fan. Oh, oh we didn't even who? talk about, uh, yeah, Guardians 3. We didn't even talk about Mark Hamill possibly playing Star Wars. Mark Hamill possibly playing the High Evolutionary. Real quick, yes or no? Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. All right. Moving right along. <laughs> Walking Dead star David Morrissey coming to the MCU. It's not like he has much work. Who would you like to see the governor play? Luke Hamill. I was trying to think of this. I was trying to think of this. Yeah. Like, I mean, me too. Time. I have no idea. I cannot idea. place, like, because I know he would be perfect for somebody. I cannot. Yeah, David Ooh, Morrissey is, is so talented. Yeah. yeah. He really is. I mean, he's been talented ever since I saw him in, uh, whatchamacallit, Basic Instinct 2. Yeah, man. Like, real talented actor. Uh, <laughs> Maybe he could be. No, nowhere. seriously, he is real talented in Basic Instinct too. If you've never seen Basic Instinct two, I can never. It's a tell. whole movie where he's like investigating <laughs> Sharon Stone's character, but it turns out he's a serial killer at the end. I just can't. It's really tell good when you're being sincere, <laughs> when you're not being sincere. There you is have the same no, face. There, you have the same face. See, for both. your mistake is ever assuming I'm one or the other, <laughs> and not both all the time. <laughs> Who could he play? That's what. I'm, that's my question oh. to you, Walking Dead I guy. Mean, I guess he could play Nova. I'm just gonna always say. You, no. you hear the silence that just followed that? Like, I, he's, he's, if anybody can't see the video oh of this, me and Matt's faces—you just said that. I'm trying to play. think of who he could play of characters who. I'm just I thinking know. of characters who they might be um, including soon. I have no idea. Like hearing this rumor, I mean, he's really talented. In in Hollywood's never that creative with casting, so I figure it's somebody who sat down and watched The Walking Dead. And the Walking Dead people obviously watch Basic Instinct too. Think he's a villain. So like, yeah. I mean, like when I saw him cast as a governor, I was like, yep. Somebody up there was trying to get some porn or trying to get their jollies off uh, Basic Instinct too. And we're like, well, I don't know if that movie's erotic, but this guy is really talented, and that's how we got the governor. So somebody watched the governor and it's like, this guy would be really good. So you assume he's going to be somebody that's like can look normal on the surface, but is like really crazy as hell underneath. Like, who would that be in the MCU at this point? Okay, so I have a pick, but it's going to be weird. And it doesn't matter now because they've already got somebody for that. But I would like, I think he would be a great Cletus Cassidy. Do they have some money for that? Yeah, they had, <laughs> there's some guy in a wig we saw. Yeah, he would have been. We don't really know who's under Cletus that wig. Because of that whole thing of like, he can be very he subverting, like yeah. subvertly creepy, so to speak. Yeah. He can turn that up in a scene. And to see him work some... Ironically, action. I Doctor can see Doom. him... Yeah, Doctor Doom. That'd be a good one, too. But a lot of people have said they want Wald, Waldau as Doctor Doom, which I think is brilliant, too. Like, So basically, everybody we've Doom talked to, I talked about Because he has the today. attitude and the voice. We need everybody we talked to about in the, about today in the MCU somewhere, just not in the parts we've talked about. That yeah, exactly. Yes. No, that's basically what we're getting. Well, yeah, that's a good lead-in, because I was about to say, I could actually see Morrissey being a great high evolutionary, much better than Mark Can Hamill. we make him Kang? Because the High Evolutionary is kind of like... Kang the Conqueror, is a coming guy. from the timelines. Ooh, that would be good, right? too. Right? Yeah. Why don't make him Kang? He would be good Kang, because Kang is complex, and he can do that. Oh, he could do... Okay, there you go. That, yeah, he would be... And he'd be could a great, he play, like, the weird part of it, he'd be though? a great Immortus, too. Like, you would know that more than me. I don't know. Like, him playing Immortus would also be good. Like, him playing... And him in scenes of his Kang self talking to his Immortus Right, self it could be, be like... I know, like a lot of actors, right? Look for something to challenge them. This could be kind of a different type of role for him, and he could. Thrive. You think he'll get to use his British accent, or will he have to put a Southern accent back on Governor style? 
Gang Kang would totally be British, right? Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah, Just keep it keep it and makes it sound awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all right. Morrissey is such a he's and he's such a nice guy. Like have you ever met him? No, have no, I haven't. I, I I'd be scared. I assume he like he just creeps me out like he's Dude, like, he's really like a characters. gentle he's like a gentle giant. He's like six six and he's just very yeah, soft. He's he's a Big individual. He doesn't soft spoken. Way in the show. Very nice guy. Sense. No, he always looks like he would be like really have a like a governor's room full of heads or something like. Yeah. That. I don't know. That's surprising, buddy. That's why he's a good actor. You think <laughs> you're talking about a real person? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've I yeah, I will tell you the list of actors I'm convinced have a torture and or sex dungeon in their house because there's don't. a few of them. We made it 35 episodes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We made it. We're getting close to that syndication money. All right. Oh but, all right, that'll do it for us. <laughs> if you guys have any kind of comments on these castings for these Marvel movies or the rumors you've heard, please hit us up. Hashtag Comic Book Nation. Let us know what you think. All right, stay tuned because when we come back, we are going to rant and or rave about some of the things we've been watching lately and uh, hopefully turn you guys on to or away from them. So uh, be sure to be here for that. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, so we have it listed out, uh, rants and raves. I got two this week. I'm going to just quickly go through mine. Uh, mine, and first thing is I'm going to... Oh, my God, I forgot how this works. Oh, yeah, rant is the bad one. I'm going to rant about <laughs> the movie Brightburn. I saw Brightburn uh, last week. We have a full review up on comicbook.com. I gave it two and a half out of five stars. Oof. Basically, if you don't know about Brightburn, this is uh, a, a movie made by James Gunn's brother and his cousin. and like It's a whole gun family operation. Um and it's basically the concept of what if Superman had been, you know, evil, basically, as a, as a kid, became evil instead of the hero we know and love. So it's his family raised in, in uh, Brightburn, Kansas, played by uh, Elizabeth Banks and, and Roy from The Office. And they find this baby because they can't have one, and they start raising it. But when the kid hits puberty, it's his 12th birthday, his ship comes alive and starts filling his head with all this alien stuff about who he really is. And he goes super psycho. Um, and my problem with Brightburn was, like, we've all had these conversations with, you know, when you were just like a little high school fanboy and you would sit at the lunch table and talk with your friends and all those hypotheticals, like, wouldn't it be crazy if, like, Superman was... And it's, one of, it's literally like one of those conversations come to life, except that people never really had enough deep conversation about it, it feels like, to kind of earn it. Like, why would Superman turn psycho? This movie's kind of weird in that it goes from zero to 100 real quick. And, like, this kid goes from a normal kid, everyday family, to just being not just a killer Superman, but, like, a sadistic serial killer Superman. Like, there's a lot of scenes of him just toying with victims in, like, really kind of messed up ways. Like, if you've ever seen the diner scene, they released that yeah. clip. 
Like, yeah. Brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. And, like, he tortures this lady who turns out to be the mother of his, like, Lana Lang crush, like, in the town. And, like, horribly tortures her in this diner scene. And then, like, spoilers, you find out later, like, he's been torturing her and kills her, you know? Like, and so... It, it, the movie never really feels like it earns these things of this character. Like, Superman, this Superman guy had, like, a perfectly loving family, perfectly good. There's all this kind of weird, pervy stuff with him and this Lana Lang girl that is, like, the one girl who's nice to him in school. Mm-hmm. And, like, later on, he's, like, in her bedroom stalking her at night through the window. He breaks her arm. Like, it's it, it's really weird. So um, it felt kind of thin, hollow, and just, like, trying to illustrate a point without really kind of fleshing it out and earning it. And worse, I feel like there's some ways in which you can misconstrue the film and, like, what's the meaning of this? Because it's easy to kind of look at Brightburn and be like, well, you could see in this day and age how some people might take it as a metaphor for, like, against illegal immigration or something like that. Like, you let these people in, you don't document them. Sometimes the things you fear are actually worth fearing. Exactly. And, like, you know, you let people in, you don't document them, you try to do this, but they never adjust to our way of life and they become crazy. Like, you know... So it's a little problematic, but if you're just in it for like a matinee or a home video and you just want to see a, a, a thing of if Superman was like a horror movie killer, I mean, those scenes are cool. They're all in the trailers, so if you haven't seen the trailers, just don't. Just watch it. But um, Or, you know, go read one of the eight stories about Superman turning <laughs> right, evil that are probably in the better. comics that are yeah, better. better than that. Exactly. <laughs> go read Red Sun. So, all right. That's my rant. And my rave, and this is going to be a little bit shocking maybe, but my rave is over uh, Memorial Day weekend, you oh, know, TNT played, uh, they, I love marathons over holiday weekends, and TNT played one for the Star Wars pre, for all of the films, the, uh, the original trilogy, prequel trilogy, and Force Awakens, and also Rogue One they threw in there, so there was a lot of Star Wars in my weekend, and I rewatched the prequel trilogy for the first time in years, and I gotta say... I enjoy the Star Wars prequels trilogy a whole lot more now that time has passed. Um, I'm going to say that I think Brandon Davis is <laughs> melting down. He's already lost. He's already lost. Sorry, continue. Like, basically, so cute. Oh, my God. <laughs> basically, like, time, I think one of the things that's changed is now that you, like, when these came out in the early 2000s, like, it, it was so revolutionary to see this much CGI and, like, artificial stuff and green screen at work, and comparing that to the original Star Wars trilogy felt very dis- like disorienting, mm. because you were used to these practical effects, the puppets, and now this new movie comes out with all this technology, we're still not used to it. Time has passed now, and the Star Wars prequels look old. They look older and dated yeah. in, the te- in, the, in the stuff, but that only makes them more endearing, because now that they look kind of cheesy and dated, they, they actually fit better with the original trilogy, <laughs> which also looks cheesy and dated. You begin to realize, like, you know, all the things we were saying about the acting and stuff in the prequels. Well, if you watch them all together, like, yeah, the acting is never great in any of the Star Wars movies. It's not like Academy Award material. Star Wars A New Hope has a lot of cheesy lines, a lot of cheesy acting, but that's what makes it good. So, yeah. like, if you begin to appreciate that about the prequels, like, yeah, it makes them a whole lot more ingedible, ingedible, enjoyable. Um, or ingedible. Ingedible. Like Shut up. It's a good so, thing. I'm going to say this hot take. I think Attack of the Clones might be one of my more f- most favorite Star Whoa, Wars movies now. Yeah, that I like is a it. hot take. I like it. The mystery of it, this, it centers around a mystery that's exciting. There's some great fights and some good characters. I wish we had a microphone in the control room. So we're Man. Trying to, and, I wish I could hear yeah. him. Yeah, look at him. He's standing and up. And like, there. yeah. Uh, He's so happy right now. Episode two, I don't think 
Natalie Portman will ever be more beautiful than episode two Natalie Portman, where like every scene, every outfit she wears in that movie, just smoke show. Like I was, I was quite a like, fan of her as Jane Foster, but you know. Yeah, me too. But like no, as like Amidala in that movie, it was Padme and like all the outfits, like her costumes, I'm, all I'm that just stuff. Glad, look, I haven't great, been on the man. podcast in a while. I'm glad things are loose around here. This is. <laughs> I like it. I, I, anyway, I like it. Fine, you can give me with the hate, but no, man, I like. I like. No, I'm, I'm complimenting it. My new prequel order is: I love Revenge of the Sith. It's a good movie. Attack of the Clones, I, I like, like a lot more. Like Phantom that. Menace still has problems because the young Anakin stuff. I, I still don't get down with as much, but still cool. So that's my raves. I like the Star Wars prequels a whole lot more. I was a hater for a long time, but you know, you get older, time changes you, and now I've kind of come around and. I actually like the saga now having watched it all. I actually like the whole saga, the way it kind of flows. I can't wait till episode nine is out. You come around on Jar Jar? Never. <laughs> I love Jar Jar in the original. I like Jar Jar. Yeah. That's my rant and rave. Misa so like Jar Jar. Jar Jar is awesome. Matt Aguilar. Misa. Oh my God. <laughs> Matt Aguilar, you were on our uh, last podcast where Charlie originally gave a breakdown. His uh, Mia Culpa. About you of Aladdin. Now that Aladdin's officially a success, you've been the biggest champion of it in this office, and you got to see it this weekend. Yes, uh, I went and saw it with who arguably is the like my wife is actually like an even bigger fan. This is her favorite Disney movie like ever made. Jasmine is her favorite, so I went with someone who has like sky high expectations. And then I had big expectations. And we both came out of the movie and we just like it was just a magical thing. Like there was a ton of clapping in our in our audience. It's the best. Uh yeah, it's it's such a cool feeling. And I just think uh, you know, and I said this kind of last time, like I think this movie became very popular to just take pot shots at. Um some movies just have that neck and they just become uh Sonic. <laughs> they will they become a punchline. But in in this case, <laughs> uh if you go in without skewed uh, you know, if you go in without a skewed opinion and you just look at everything and how it is and it all comes together, like the, uh, there was one, uh, one scene, the Prince Ali scene, which was totally like just beaten with a shovel once it hit on social media. You watch that scene in context with how everything is kind of from the scenes before and the scenes after and how that scene plays out and it feels completely natural. It doesn't, it, it's like, oh, we had fun. We were like, everyone's kind of dancing along and then it ends and you don't feel like it's this awkward thing because it, it, context matters, right? Like a movie is made as a whole, not as just one little snippet. So uh, there was a ton of those in the movie. I thought uh, uh, some of the new additions were wonderful. I thought uh, Nassim Pedrad killed it uh, as the new character Dahlia, which again is added in to give a new layer to Jasmine's story. I already liked Jasmine in the original animated movie. Uh, I thought she was a great character to begin with, but they just add more on. And her story, her natural progression, like wanting to be a sultan and everything, makes complete sense in this modern era. So again, I, I love the new song, Speechless, parts one and two were fantastic. Uh, Will Smith kills this. Like, he's, he's wonderful and he's just completely Will Smith. Like, there's one point, and they've shown like pieces of it in the trailer, but like they, you think you're listening to like Big Willie style at some points during these things and it but it feels completely organic to just no, 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 him no, no, it's not no, no. forced you know it's it just feels great so this movie's just magical during the big Willie so based era. on yeah. the success of Aladdin the upcoming inevitable success of the Lion King uh, and the success of like Beauty and the Beast recently in these films how long until we see a bug's life in live action oh man well but that's Pixar no 
So Disney, I don't though. know how long. Well, I'm just saying I don't yeah, know I don't how, how long, long the Pixar will let their uh, like I don't know if there's like a deal in place or something. Maybe right. they can't touch yeah. them because they I'm haven't sure touched Pixar them yet. Has that worked out? But know. man, that would be awesome because there are like five Pixar movies. Ready, I would I'm love to, to see. see. Yeah. Give, me Wally, give me a Wally Hoppers. Give me a Wally live action. Oh, I'm man. totally into that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a magical thing. I loved it. I just came out of this with a big smile on my face. It was awesome. All right. So so that was a rave. Yep, and that was a rave. That was a rave. My my second rave from this week is actually comics. Talk a little comics real quick. Uh, this is the title of the show. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's uh, kind of last, from what I understand, kind of their final Batman story uh, once it's all said and done, uh, is The Last Night on Earth. And we had kind of talked about this. Yeah, we talked about the trailer. Yeah, last time. Uh, and after reading the first issue, uh, first issue comes out today, uh, it's also from their black label print. So... And thankfully, there's no, like, Batman damned, oh, hey, he's showing his junk for no apparent reason. Like, the stuff that's maturing Blast. here feels, like, feels natural. doesn't feel forced. It, you know, there's, yeah, there's a couple of curse words in here. There's a couple of more graphic things. But, again, it's not just for the sake of doing it. It feels natural to the it's environment and the story. No, yeah. Um, and this is really feels like DC's Old Man Logan, which is not bad because I loved Old Man Logan, the original series, Mark Millar's. Original Old Man Logan series, not the ongoing and all that that they killed all the momentum with. But the original storyline, it feels this is interesting. They introduce uh, compelling mystery at the center of it. Uh, Batman, it's amazing to see the links that Batman goes to to like, <laughs> like there's one thing and I don't want to spoil it, but it's so like uh, it's on the edge of like Batman shark repellent. Like you're from the 66 <laughs> series of like you really like it's just the plot needed this. And so. Batman did it, but again, it's it fits with everything else because everything's so outlandish. Uh, it's really good. You should definitely check it out. This is one I wholeheartedly yeah, recommend. Yeah, last night on Earth, we've been talking, saying this has the makings of a very classic DC slash Batman storyline. and It's gorgeous. Yeah, and it sounds like it's off to a good start. So, yep. all right, man. Uh, okay, I'll start with a quick rave. I feel like this has probably been covered. I know I'm late on it, but John Wick Chapter 3 saw it over the weekend with my mom. Amazing film. The action sequences in that, the use of animals, Halle Berry, Keanu Reeves, Chad Skahelski directed it, right? Mm -hmm. Man, I knocked it out. That fight in the beginning with the axes, that was a continuous shot. So impressively choreographed. I mean, it had to be at least 40 seconds without the camera cutting, and yeah. these guys were going at it. I cannot imagine how long that took to rehearse, how long it took to make sure nobody lost a finger until later in the movie, uh, and it was just a great, great, a hugely entertaining film, especially with the action. <laughs> so I just wanted to rave about John Wick Chapter 3, send a big shout-out. I'm a huge Keanu Reeves fan. Also, if you saw the story about him with the autograph at the movie theater that was going viral on Twitter recently... That was really cool, too. I did not see that story. Can I tell it? Take, can I take 30 seconds? Dude, so there's a story. I don't know who he was. Some guy on Twitter. He's a journalist now. Um, no disrespect. I just don't remember his name. Uh, he worked at a movie theater when he was a teenager. Guy walked up with a motorcycle helmet on, took it off. It was Keanu Reeves. And he was like, oh, my God, it's Keanu Reeves. I'm going to get his autograph. This is the coolest thing ever. So he said, I'm going to give you the employee discount when Keanu Reeves bought a movie ticket. And Keanu said, oh, I don't work here. So he said, oh, uh, sorry, and he panicked, and he was like, ah, crap, I just blew it. I'm not going to get his autograph, and he gave him his ticket. Keanu Reeves walked in the theater, and he never saw him, and then five minutes later, someone knocked on the door to the back side of the box office, and he had an ice cream cone in one hand and a piece of paper in the other, and he said, hey, kid, I realize you probably just wanted my autograph. So he, had a, he handed him a piece of receipt paper with his autograph on it, and then he threw out the ice cream cone and walked away, and the receipt was for an ice cream cone. So he bought the ice cream cone just to sign it and <laughs> give the kid at the box office his autograph. What a guy. What a freaking guy. That's amazing. Anyway, uh, I 
at the, and then oh, I would like to rant about The Walking Dead. I'm always on The Walking Dead's team. I love the people who make the show. Uh, what? But Robert Kirkman, what are you doing, buddy? I feel like he's all but checked out on the show. I don't even know if he has creative input on the show anymore. I don't know. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just not saying he does. But with the comics, buddy, you have the complete control. Why are you doing what you're doing? Um, if you're reading The Walking Dead comics, uh, you know this. It's a spoiler. If you're not too bad, you're never going to catch up. Uh, they shot Rick Grimes in the heart. Uh, 191 issues into this book, more than 15 years into this book, Rick Grimes has been the so, main I character mean, of the like, book. We've always had reading, the books. Like, yeah, if you haven't been reading, he shot through the heart, and now it's too late. If if you don't read the books, if you if you watch the show and you get frustrated when there's a bad episode or a couple bad seasons or something, it's always like, all right, well, we have the books. The books are good. We don't even have the books anymore. <laughs> the books are done. I'm I'm out. No, I'm not, I'm just, I, I, I'm so mad about this. And he's gonna die in the next issue. Like it, 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 he's Rick Grimes is gonna die. You just took out the character who's been carrying the series. Is it impossible for the series to be interesting after this? No. Is it likely it will be interesting for me? I don't care anymore. I, you know what? You have Michonne there. Sure. You have Carl there. Great. Andrea is dead. Rick is dead. What am I here for? We've been at the Commonwealth for three years now, a lo- or too long, almost three years now. I, I've been taking my time, and it's always the same thing. The last page is a cliffhanger, and then it's like, okay, great. Now I have to read next week's issue, and then you, or next month's issue. Then you wait a month, you pick up the issue, and it's like, oh, great. That cliffhanger had absolutely no payoff, eight times out of ten. So I'm a little pissed off right now. I, I've been sticking with The Walking Dead through thick and thin, but killing Rick Grimes to me is a huge mistake. Prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong. But I don't support it. Wow. I'm angry. It doesn't come through. Tell them how you feel, son. Now, Tell them why you mad, son. No, now I do have happy. a question as far as like, do you think this is the this is the fresh uh, take that it needs? Because no, it doesn't. You need haven't it. liked it with Rick. No, but no, the, the the comics have been had been very interesting when they went to this Commonwealth community and they introduced a new sort of feud that wasn't going to be a war with soldiers getting killed. It was going to be a political fight. It had so much potential. And it has since just been so slow and so little has happened. Rick shot Dwight in the head to make sure he maintained this peace with Pamela Milton, the leader of the Commonwealth. And it was shocking. And we just haven't seen developments. We haven't seen anything move. It's been years. Negan is not even in the book anymore. And he became one of the most interesting characters. And he's not in the book anymore. His relationship with Rick was one of the was was the best content Kirkman ever put in the book was Rick and Negan together having to work together and he just said no we don't want to do it anymore I guess because Rick's gonna die they keep saying oh Negan might never come back it seems like Negan really might never come back now I was always like oh yeah you know you say that it really seems like Negan probably might never come back and if he does Rick's not there so what is Negan gonna have a dynamic with Carl now he already had great I'm just, it's very frustrating. The Commonwealth stuff had a huge potential. That was the shot of life the book needed. There are huge changes coming to the book. Very, very big changes coming to the book. Will they be interesting enough without Rick? I don't know. We'll see. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. So, I love the our title. final takeaway is Robert Kirkman, maybe not the master of political intrigue that uh, The Walking Dead needed at a key time. So that'll do it for our rants and raves and for the show as a whole. 
If you are just getting turned on to Comic Book Nation, we post new episodes every Wednesday and Friday on comicbook.com, where you can subscribe to our RSS feed. You can also find us on a bunch of other platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Playlist, Google Podcasts, or you can tell any Alexa, uh, Amazon Alexa powered device to play Comic Book Nation podcast and it'll fire up an episode for you. If you hear anything you want to talk with us about, you can always find us on social media at the hashtag Comic Book Nation, where you should also go for uh, new announcements and whatnot about the show. Or you can contact, ah, contact us individually. You can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Matt Aguilar CB. You can find me at Brandon Davis BD. And if you like the show and want to leave us a positive five-star review, we read reviews semi-regularly, regularly, <laughs> and we'll send you some comic book swag when we read your review on the show. By the way, I did not forget White Mamba. I am going to send you those comic recommendations. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, number one fan, White Mamba. Got to take care <laughs> of you. not forget. Also, I'm going to throw one out here. If you guys want to start uh, throwing us some questions... We will start doing some Q&As for you. We will answer whatever you want to answer about the show that we are legally allowed to. <laughs> so uh, throw us your questions, and we will put them together for a Q&A session on the show. Oh, yeah. All right, that'll do it This for this episode of Comic Book Nation. We'll see you back real soon for our uh, next episode. Take care out there. You know...